I have an evil twin and her name is Elizabeth. <gasps> yeah, and her name is Elizabeth because she's a bitch. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? You'll <laughs> go beep. Uh, Oprah does that on her, so I'm fine. Does she? So, yeah. So, she is the person inside my head that tells me I'm not good enough, that I'm not. I'm not, how, you can't call yourself a yogi. I mean, you can't even do a handstand and you're not a runner because you, your pace is very slow and you've only really done three marathons and really at the end of the day, like, I mean, that's not running. And your spinning class, nah, you just basically dance on the bike and, you know, you're at your retreat. I was good, but like, you know, not that good. And your Kev, Kev why Kev's going to ask, who's going to even listen to that podcast? And Kev is doing his podcast. You're not doing your podcast. You're not, you're not good enough. So it's literally... This constant thing, or not constant, but there's a voice in your head. Everyone has that voice. It's the voice of doubt, the voice of fear, the voice of whatever. Um, so yes, I have imposter syndrome. That's Liz Costigan-Fleury, and this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hello, welcome back. This is episode 16 of the Yoga Life podcast with Liz Costgan Fleury. Liz is a yoga teacher here in Dublin. She's one of my favorite people. We've had many a brunch together and we've had many a good chinwag. So I hope you enjoy this one. Liz is a lot of fun. She she doesn't just do yoga. She also does uh, spinning. Um, she used to be a personal trainer and before that she worked in the corporate world. So it was interesting to get to know her uh, background before she started off doing what she's doing now. Um, she's recently... Um, begun teaching retreats as well so this is something that interests me and if you're a teacher or someone involved in the fitness industry and are interested in teaching re retreats and um, this may help you get a bit of an insight as to what that's like so I hope you enjoy it as always please leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher if you have any questions any comments I'd love to hear from you and enjoy hey Liz hi how are you? Well, how are you? I'm really good. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you are. Thanks a lot for your kind words about my little studio. It's so beautiful. I could live here. How would you describe it? It's small, mm -hmm. bright, Yeah. welcoming. Can you get a smell? I get a really nice smell. I think it's eucalyptus, is it? Yeah, eucalyptus and peppermint together. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's invigorating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's helping with my digestion as we speak. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, um, I, this took a fair bit of work, as I was saying to you, but um, I think it's worth it because it's, the sound quality is is good. It's kind of rich. Yeah. You know, if you do it, if you do it in a, in a, a big room, if you like you go to a church, for example, you get a huge echo because it's square walls, high ceilings. Mm -hmm. But when you've got small ceilings, um, it just it just sounds better. I know, I know personally that when I listen to podcasts, if the audio is tinny or you know, if it's a Skype call, for example, I yeah. just find it really difficult to listen yeah, to. Yeah, it's hard to just chill. And, and and often people are listening to podcasts when they're, you know, their free time and they want to just yeah. relax. And mm. this seems like this is going to sound really, really beautiful. Yeah, you've got a good voice. Do good, I? Yeah. <laughs> so do you. Thank oh, you. you're a charmer. <laughs> <laughs> but because you remember the last time we met you um, in Two Boys Brew, shout out to TBB. Uh, ooh, uh, you were saying that you were thinking of starting a podcast yes. too. Yes, I would love to start a podcast. Um, 
I I love podcasts. I love listening to them. I love the medium of podcasting. Um, I listen to them in my car when I'm on a long run or if I'm just pottering around the house. I don't have a television in the house. You don't so, have a TV at all? No, not at all. Yeah, I'm wow. one of those weirdos. Mm. But we have we have a laptop and a screen, so we have Netflix. So it's not mm-hmm. really that shocking nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's just I found when we had a television, we would randomly watch stuff that was so not interesting and an hour or two would pass by. Or even the, in the evening, when you come home, instead of sitting and just, you know, having a chit-chat or doing stuff that needs to be done, you just mindlessly sit in front of the television. So we don't have a TV. Mm. Um, and I love that, and we haven't had one in nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I don't miss it. Um, but the podcasts, but I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. and I love that. Who do you like? I love Rich Roll, I love Oprah, I love Kev Boyle, it's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Healers, Elizabeth Dean, she's a, she's a really cool girl. Um, the Good Life Project. There's a good few, but usually weekly it's Oprah and Ritual. Mm. I think that both of them are just amazing. Mm. Um, I would love, I will create my own podcast at one, at one stage. See there. That's good. That's, that's very like Oprah style. <laughs> I'm talk. so manifesting it. I'm on day four of the Oprah and Deepak uh, 21 day meditation thing, and it's all about manifesting your destiny. So I will create this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's just I've been talking about it for quite a while now. And haven't really done much to progress. Well, as I'm, you know, I'm here, and I can tell you that um, it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Um, but once you, you know, obviously you have me as a resource to ask about equipment and stuff. Um, you do find yourself pulling your hair out when if it comes to even little things like which mic should I buy? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> And then what happens is you'll put three or four in your Amazon basket. You can't decide, then you'll leave it, and then it's oh, yeah. another month before you... Because we said earlier on, perfection is the, the thief of productivity. It's like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. So, And that's what's happened to me. I have gone on, I've seen how to create your own podcast. I've watched all the how-to videos on YouTube, <laughs> put all of the mics into the basket and bought nothing. And I mean, when did we meet last? I mean, it was... Six months ago. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. So what I did do, though, is I have... What's supposed to be a fortnightly newsletter that goes out, and on that I started to attach an audio to it. Yeah, I see. So that. yeah, so the last couple of weeks have been unproductive, um, <laughs> with regard to that. But I really enjoy doing that. So I know it's a it's a thing that I enjoy recording and talking, and and I know that podcasting and and speaking behind the mic is something that I really enjoy mm-hmm. yeah. um, I don't get nervous doing this kind of stuff but I would get nervous maybe standing in front of you know people so this is the medium I would enjoy and I think you get a message across to you know more people than you would do in the weekly classes or whatever yeah. um, so I know I'll eventually make the steps it's just I think you're my inspiration <laughs> thank you <laughs> what would it be about well for sure wellness and well-being um, so everything from yoga to reflexology to running to eating to all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. well-being and wellness is the grand kind of mm-hmm. subject. Yeah. Um, I suppose it would be a mix of Rich and Oprah. Yeah. Ropra. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good mix. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I love the medium myself. I mean, I've said it before, but I think Instagram is really powerful 
and and I like the creativity behind it. I like photography. Actually, mm. I, I, I've, I've Instagram has created um, a love for t- photography um, for me that I never had before, okay. um, and just an interest and appreciation in what makes a picture um, compelling. And um, but it's you know it tells you so much, and there's only so much you can write in a post. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like I listened to the Rich Roll podcast, the latest episode with. Um, Kevin, no, Brian Rose, he does London Real, and I never liked him before. You'd only see him in like um, little two minute YouTube videos where he's talking about live every day like it's your last, get up at 5 a.m. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, who is this guy? You know, these, yeah. <laughs> these, these, these motivational sound bites, but listen to his story on a podcast. I was listening, it's two hours long, and um, you just get everything in more context. Okay. And, and I thought, oh, this guy is actually. Um, you know, I misjudged, I misjudged him. So I, I, I like it for that. But as I was saying to you, um, I don't plan these at all. Mm. I don't, um, I, 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 it takes a bit of effort to do them in terms of the production. But the reason why I started it is because I feel like when you're going from class to class teaching, because a lot of people listen to this are yoga teachers, you are, you're building a community, you're building relationships with people, and that's really good. But you're not, building anything tangible for yourself Mm -hmm. so when I look at my statistics on Libsyn who who are essentially a hosting company for podcasts Joe Rogan uses them so it's good yeah they're obviously going to be amazing good enough for Joe (laughs) (laughs) um you see like you know the numbers grow and people giving you feedback and you look back at your catalog I've only done seven episodes but of them and I'm like oh you know that's something I've created and I'm meeting people and it's the best way to there's no way you can sit opposite someone for an hour and ask them questions like this yeah. without them thinking you're a weirdo, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I still think you're a bit of a weirdo, but yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> You've got a reason now to be a weirdo. <laughs> exactly. Um, so how come I haven't seen you for so long then? What have you been doing? So you haven't seen me for so long because, well, I was preparing my retreat in Marrakesh for a good while, which yeah. went really well. I took 14 people over to um, a little hotel on the outskirts of... Marrakesh mm. and we did yoga and hiking and meditation and breathing and um, for four days which was incredible um, it was a dream I had for so long I remember when I first started out on my journey I knew I wanted to take people away I think like you say in that weekly class whether it be my spinning or my yoga you only get to have those 45 minutes or that hour and a half with those people. And you know you're making a little impact, but you know that you can create something even bigger and better. And um, I always said I'd love to like take people away and away from their reality and so that they can really immerse themselves into yoga, into well-being, into stillness, into hiking, into healthy food. So that was always there in the background. And that came to fruition in June, which was amazing. So it took a lot of work beforehand, but it really paid off because it went, it went really, really well. I had a great group. I enjoyed it. It was hard work, but it was, it was fantastic. So that kind of took up a lot of my mental space. I've been working loads as well on um, an event that I'm doing called Bio, yeah. which is the that health and health and wellness and self care, and that's an amazing day. So I've been doing that since January with the girls and I've loved that. Um, doing that and doing all of my other regular stuff. So along with that, like my regular classes, my regular clients and just being a, 
a wife and a daughter and a sister and a friend <laughs> you know all the usual stuff and then mm. trying to keep my own practice up and you know surviving <laughs> Could, you know for someone like you who does the spin does the running club mm. does the yoga you have so many options for your business why what is it about a retreat that because it's so much effort what appealed to you about that as opposed to say um Maybe even doing teacher training is another, you know, as in you train as in teachers. As me training teachers. Well, first of all, me training teachers, for me, it's it's just not even an option. I, I don't think that that's, I'm not even at that level yet. I don't have the experience, in my opinion, to do something like that just yet. Okay. Um, I'm still learning. Um, and that's not, that's not a, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, as a, as a confidence thing. I'm growing every year, but I, I feel like I need more time. Mm-hmm. to get more experience as a yoga teacher and a yogi before I start teaching other people. So that's the reason why I would never think of that right now. Okay. It's definitely something on the list in the future. So with regards to a retreat, I think, like I said it before, it's about getting people out of their norms. So they come on a Monday evening or a Thursday evening and they, they just, they love it. And then it's like, okay, you need to take this time out for yourself and a longer period of time to really just, because I know the difference that, you know, the weekends in Wicklow make and those four or five days in Marrakesh. I, I can see, you see the people walking out and the effect that has for weeks after, for maybe months after, and it might be a life changer for some people. Mm-hmm. And so that, I just, I, I remember at the end of Marrakesh, my husband Seb saying to me, look at that, what you've created. Like all those people are so happy. And I remember thinking, like it doesn't matter that I read out the wrong meditation that you know <laughs> this morning or whatever you know it's like you're actually just helping or facilitating a space to make people happier I mean that's mm-hmm. just I mean that's deadly like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, that might sound really simple but that's what we're doing and that's unreal and I think when people are out of their normal their town their, their mm-hmm. normal routine they uh, are more comfortable like express themselves completely you see people being more vulnerable being more open i had people from my regular in my regular yogis who come like once a week my regular yogis who come three times a week people who've never done yoga before people who were in their 20s people in their 60s Um, i had all different walks of life and people with who were coming for healing and people were just coming to to have a little break people who were coming for loads of different reasons and you every single one of them had their hearts just wide open they were vulnerable sharing experiences that they probably don't share with their you know their best friends and their family so everybody was just so so kind and compassionate and open and kind and you, you create that I mean I don't think any of them were like okay I'm going to go over here now and be open and kind and compassionate and heal but when you get to that space and I think that's where the yoga and the meditation and when you know if it's just a boot camp with spinning and running and hiking it's a different situation but when you take the energy to that kind of yoga place that vibration then opens the space for healing it opens the space for yeah. vulnerability um and everybody needs healing like you know there was people there who had you know just broken up like one, one of the girls had just broken up with her husband then there was people there who didn't have any kind of you know recent trauma but everybody has something mm-hmm. and so it's just space for you to slow down space for you to reconnect and a kind of I always say reignite your spark because everyone has a little spark inside them that gets mm-hmm. a bit you know at times definitely you know definitely 
And I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson lately, and one of his themes, do you know Jordan Peterson? Mm -hmm. He's a clinical psychologist. And one of his themes is, he says, life is a struggle. And you're actually the first person I've said that to. Um, This is something that's been going, I hear him say a lot, life is a struggle. And I think, if you actually say those words, does it make you sound like you're miserable all the time? Oh, I know. You know, whereas really, um, that if life is a struggle, like he says, then yeah, there's there's always room to, for for healing. Whether it's as you said, you've just been through a recent breakup, or it's something that may have happened in your life. Childhood, but you have yeah. to. Uh, we have to understand that um, there are difficult parts in life, and sometimes that can be life itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think um, this actually ties back into Instagram. I think that, and I mentioned this to Elisa um, Luby as well, that um, social media is fine, it's really good, it's brilliant, but um, if you're not happy with your life, it can compound that feeling. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Can't it? You know, you open it up, and you're having a good day, you open up, and you're like, oh, look, Kev is doing this podcast, everything's amazing, and oh, she's climbing a mountain, she's jumping into the sea, oh, I'm so happy for them, they're great people, and you close yeah. it. And then you open up on a day where you're having a really bad day, and you're feeling low, and you're feeling sad, and maybe things are going bad in your life, Kev has this podcast, she's climbing the mountain, yeah, she's jumping into the sea. It. It's a totally different thing, and years and years ago, you, you just didn't see that, so you'd wake up in the morning, and you'd feel like crap, and you'd just feel like crap, and work through it, and, and that would be fine, but now you're just confronted with the perfect life all the time, yeah, when you so open true. it up. And... You know, I do what all of the experts tell you to do, which is unfollow the people who trigger you. But it's funny because sometimes the people you love and respect and adore can trigger you. Mm. And that it's not that them, it's not that they're doing anything wrong. It's that your headspace is just not in a good place. And while you might be really, really happy for that person climbing the mountain, it, it makes you feel inadequate or it makes you feel more sad or less productive or whatever it is and I know for a fact when I'm putting stuff up I know I look like I'm constantly running or spinning or or yogaing or you know kissing my lovely husband or going on holidays but and I know that that can trigger some people as well so it's a really funny thing because me and my husband fight some mornings I lie in bed I often drink wine instead of my green juice (laughs) and you know my life is not perfect and I struggle life is a struggle like I do struggle and I make the most of what I have, but there's times when it's really, really hard, and then there's times when it's really, really good, but that is life. Mm-hmm. It's just, all of the good stuff is is, is under the magnifying glass and Instagram and so, and, but the, there's no bad stuff under it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we're all trying, I know any of the, the girls that I see regularly, um, you know, the, the girls I swim with and just my friends, people are putting up posts and being vulnerable, but it's only one out of 10. Mm. You know, because to be honest, no one really wants to read about all the, the no. crap either. No, you they know, don't. Because, That's so true. Yeah. yeah, I know. We want in, it's like you said, it's like one in 10 because we want to be um, inspired, mm. for want of a better word. I know that word is really overused, but. Um, and I think that's what's so important about getting people together, yeah. as you said, outside of that classroom environment, totally. so that they understand um, they're not alone, and uh, every emotion that you sense is is fine. That's actually something I started to try and teach more in my classes. That so I started teaching handstand lately, right? Mm. And ninety percent, ninety five percent of the people can't get close to a handstand. Okay, and I remember that was not that was me not so long ago and still is sometimes and how frustrating that would be mm. 
and almost feeling anger towards the teacher because I'm like here, like I'm here, I'm here to relax or I'm here to uh, do a hip opener. So what I've started to say in class now to frame this is any emotion you're, feel, you're feeling, emotion you're feeling is good. The most important thing is you're feeling something. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, people think yoga is about being calm all the time, but there's a reason why we do things like handstands because we want to want to be a bit scared. We want to feel courage. We want to feel frustration, uh, and and accept that and witness it as opposed to reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important to um, help people to understand that. When I worked in an office. I tell you this. I used to. I used to I'm going to sound like a madman now. I used to want to pick my computer up and chuck it out the window. I thought I was going to because I wanted to feel something. Yeah. I I used to spend my days. Um, we worked in an office where you didn't talk. Silence. Silence. Everything was done via instant message. Um, that was just the culture. And we were at a computer screen, and I remember thinking, I need to feel something. And that's when I started training jiu-jitsu. I used to come in with black eyes, bleeding nose, like bruises. <laughs> bruises around my... It was a bit like Fight Club, you know? I was like, I look in the mirror and go, yes, I'm alive. Yeah. You know? I actually I feel, feel something. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's why I, I try to get through and people come after work. I say, like, look, you know, you're in class now. And it's, if you feel anger towards me, that's okay. And they start mm-hmm. laughing yeah, normally. Yeah. normally. But it's important to feel. I don't know what I'm talking well, about. You it's... need to feel all the feelings. <laughs> That's it's it. like That's you it. need That's to awesome. feel. Yeah, I'm saving you here. I'm saving your podcast. <laughs> but you do, and it's true. And it's like you know, I sometimes say that you know, my the name of my business is Positive Fitness Project. Like I am not the most positive person in the world. My husband will tell you that, like point blank. And it's like you know, it's you need to feel negative to feel positive, or you know, you need to experience negativity to feel positive. You need to experience joy because they're all feelings, and we've been conditioned to thinking that when I'm sad, that that's a bad thing. It's not a bad yeah, thing. So true. Like being sad is, is 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 it's a good thing to feel, and and we're always trying. Then it's like you know, I don't like that idea that you know, push through the pain and 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 you know, um, get rid of your fears and all of that kind of aggressivity around. Um, around those emotions like they have a place and I think if we try and push them down and push them away and only search for the positive stuff that's when people are are unhappy because or or, 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 you know not content because that's not real Mm -hmm. and I think that's the problem I see so we need to be honest and vulnerable and and say you know and sometimes I know I come across as a bit of a weirdo and because I'll say to people how am I? Um, I'm feeling a bit sad today. I'm feeling, I'll actually say it <laughs> randomly. I have tried not to say it to randomers because they just get a bit like I'm supposed to ask, and literally, I don't need to know what's going on in your life, Liz. But you know what I mean? Like being actually honest, not just tired and fine, but you know, worried. I'm feeling a little bit anxious. I'm feeling a little bit sad today. I'm feeling really excited. I'm feeling like completely frustrated. I'm totally overwhelmed. I feel burned out. I feel bleh, all of these emotions because that's reality. And the reality is that when you feel those feelings, that's when you can get be content in yourself, I think. Or that's when you can, you know, be at peace. You can be at peace and be really fearful. Mm. And you can be at peace and be really happy. And you can be at peace and be really angry too, in, you know, in some senses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, feel all the feelings. I think that's really important. It's when you're not feeling something, when you're numb, that's, that's when you need to, to question mm. things, I think. Did you did you did you ever work in a an environment? Because I've only known you since you, well, as you are now. Yeah. Uh, I've only known you for a year, really, um, yeah. less than. 
what did you do before you did this? So my background is, I when I left school, I went to college just close by to DCU and I started applied languages, French and German translation. Oh. So I spent four years, six years actually, because I did two years in Tala IT studying French and then moved to DCU. So I spent six years in university, college, and um, that was all language based. Um, finished that and went working uh, in Citigroup in a bank and worked there for maybe four years I think I can't remember in my head I'm still 19 um, <laughs> so I worked there for a long time now I had a ball it was you know Celtic Tiger earning loads of money living the life you know drinks on Fridays Saturdays like the best crack you know new outfits every weekend all of the material stuff like amazing so different to my life now um, but I did actually really enjoy it um, couldn't get a job as a translator that's what I always wanted to be I wanted to be a French translator just couldn't get a job or you know what I considered at that time a good job so decided I'd work in different um, industries so I was working obviously in the finance uh, industry in Citigroup in the French department and then moved from there to a technology company and worked in their French team um, that was the ruination of my soul so the the technology company was amazing in that I met my husband there and mm. I had a great social life and we traveled loads we traveled to Europe and American I you know a really good job on paper but it was eating my soul away so myself and my husband decided okay we're going to ditch this job and my parents nearly died and we're going to go traveling the world for a year and they were like really right Okay, doke. So we did. And when we travelled, we realised that was kind of the aha year where it was like, you know, you don't need all this money and this faff and it just needs to be more simple. And, and that's when on the trip I decided, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be a personal trainer. And I had already done my uh, training course in the last year at home in Ireland part time. Um, and the reason I did that was because I needed to do something in my life, in my day that made me happy because the nine to six or whatever was just making me so sad. So I did the personal training and the fitness part time. So when I came back from the year abroad, amazing year, went and was doing that positive fitness at the time, personal training, gym instruction, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And that was really great. It was a great year. Um, it was hard, like I'd have a client in Clontarf and then a client in Glasnevin and another client in Holt and then one in Dunleary, like just run ragged for a year. But it was brilliant, I was doing what I wanted to do and then it just evolved into, you know, fitness, uh, then evolved into yoga and then all the wellness stuff and the corporate stuff and mm. and now it is what it is, which is Positive Fitness Project soon to be just Liz Kostick and Fleury. Is that it? Yeah. Is this an exclusive? Well, I think this might be an exclusive, yeah. <laughs> I'm rebranding. So, yeah, that's in the... Why are you Because re- I wanted just, to ask you about that, Yeah. Actually. Well, I suppose, like, everyone used to always say, you're so positive, and I think that was one of the reasons I called it Positive Fitness, but also because fitness for me was always a very aggressive thing. I always found that the fitness industry was like, go hard or go home. And... I really enjoyed working out and I just thought, you know, this is like we're constantly being made feel bad. We're constantly being made feel we didn't do enough squats. We didn't squat low enough. We didn't lift heavy enough. And there is space here for us to actually enjoy this 
medium like this actual beautiful thing called movement and I wanted to bring a positive thing so to make it more inclusive to make it for everyone to make it a positive experience and that's why I called it positive fitness and mm -hmm. um, so that you know no matter what you were doing once you were moving and you were feeling good whether it was Zumba or, or, or CrossFit I don't care once you're moving and you're feeling good and it's a positive thing then that's great and that's what I still try to do within yoga and fitness. It's not about, you know, the perfect posture. It's not about, you know, burning all the calories. It's about feeling good, connection, mm. all that kind of stuff. So that's why it was Positive Fitness and then turned into Positive Fitness Project because I had this idea that I'd have this, like, your body was your project and your brain and your heart. And then, and then it just got all blurred. And now I'm like, you know, it's just, it's a little bit confusing. Liz Costigan Flurry, Positive Fitness Project. And it often gets Liz Costigan and then Positive Fitness. And things are getting lost along the way. And I just think it's, this stuff is, my name is enough. It's yeah. just my name and it's my yoga class. My Because I'm doing so much. When you hear fitness, you think weight training and mm -hmm. running and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's not just that. This is way more. Mm. You, you would get a domain easily enough. Liz Costigan. Yeah, there isn't many of us. Not many. No. I, no. I tried to get Kevin Boyle. I actually messaged him, kevinboyle.ie and kevinboyle.com. I sent them both an email saying, come on, give me, give me, yeah. give me. Yeah. All right, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, nah, so that's why I put Kevin Boyle yoga. Because I, I think like, to me, yoga is a vehicle to to not achieve but to um cultivate what you were talking about their connection between people because i spent so much of my life feeling disconnected mm. and i like i'm not saying that people by the way that people work in offices that that's the wrong way to live it's just not for me i was always the outsider i was always the outsider in school in in an office i was like i can't i cannot sit here i can't do it yeah. i'm like it's I'm not like, for everybody it's not for everybody yeah. exactly yeah um, but, but I think it's changing, isn't it? I think mm. it's changing. And I think people are understanding that that's not the only way to learn. It's not the only way to work. Um, you know, yeah, it's changing, thankfully. Mm. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to say to you from a business point of view, though, mm. is by having Positive Fitness Project, um, when you have an umbrella name like that as opposed to a personal name, the one thing it does allow you to do is to employ people. Mm. So, for example, um, Annie... Annie, the Pilates lady. Annie Kirwan, yeah. Annie Kirwan, that's it. Um, herself and the other Hayley, girl, yeah. Hayley, uh, who's with her, um, they have, they're in a situation, what's their brand called? Re um, oh my God, she'll kill me. <laughs> revive. The Revive project project, 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 project Revive. Project I'm so sorry, Annie. It's I love good. you, Annie. It's all, no, yeah. that, that's a suspense is going to make people yeah, remember. remember, make, remember. Oh my God. Yeah, what is it? What yeah. are you going to say? We should get actually commission. <laughs> <laughs> so, but th therefore they can employ people. Yeah, and, they uh, have as well. Mm. Yeah, if they have. I've mm. seen that, yeah. So th that's the one benefit. But I, I, for me, maybe you can relate to this as well. I, I don't want to employ anyone. I Disney. want to do this. Me I want too. to... I want to be the one teaching, speaking, meeting people, going away to retreats, maybe three teaching. I don't want to be the person that owns the studio or owns whatever and has to do all the admin. I look at studio owners, um, you know, and I don't aspire to be that. I think, wow, they're essentially, I mean, good for them, mm -hmm. but for me, I couldn't handle all that kind yeah. of managing Different people. Strokes. Yeah, yeah, managing people. Um, so, and that's it's my intention to continue doing it myself I don't want to employ anyone I'm not planning on 
creating a business that I'm going to sell for millions in a few years time and move to the Car Caribbean. It's not, it's, that's not my intention. So I, I think Liz Costa and Fleury will be fine and, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, let's see how that goes. Yeah. But, um, what, what work do you do? Because one thing I noticed about you, and it's funny how... Um, you're always on the beach. <laughs> you don't no. do much. You're <laughs> uh, outing me, Kev. No, is, is that um, you, the the quality of your um, your marking um, and do you, what's your what's your affiliation with Jim Plus Coffee? Oh, it's Jim Plus Coffee. I oh, <laughs> I love Jim Plus Coffee. Yeah, okay. Uh, the lads are just three cool guys who. So um, Carl, I know Carl. Um, from the Fumbly and himself and the two lads, um, Nile and Dermot, decided they wanted to create this 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 brand, and they asked me, did I fancy wearing their jumper and taking a you're a model basically, basically the supermodel. No, but this is going back like Fumbly Coffee. This is what we're asked. Do you fancy? Will you would you wear one of the jumpers? And we just take a few pics and okay. like as simple as that and. Um, they're creating an incredible brand, um, but also community. So their hashtag is um, make life richer. Yeah. So that's their kind of um, their DNA, and I love that idea because that is, is so true. Making life richer, you know, without the the dollars. Obviously, we all have to pay our rent, but it's the idea that they're creating these events, these stretches, these you know the the climb up Sugarloaf for their one year anniversary, mm. and all the different things that they're doing alongside making a really good business um or you know i think it's brilliant and, yeah. and i'm just i'm just someone who who likes to hang with them and, yeah. and wear their jumpers and yeah. their leggings actually have their leggings on today they're the new yeah. ones are they yeah very really nice. nice but when it, well, i actually met niall um from gym plus coffee yeah, about about so nice. maybe about six months ago a year ago even when i had a coffee and one thing i really liked what he said um was um how he lived in the States mm -hmm. and he talked about the culture in the States was people would meet after work to go for a run, to go yeah. to the beach, to go mm -hmm. hiking, whatever it may be. Whereas in Ireland, you meet a lot of the time to go to the pub. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as someone like me who's, uh, who doesn't drink alcohol anymore, um, if that's not an option, it takes a lot of things away. I essentially had to give up uh, a whole, um, you know, my group of mates because I don't drink beer anymore. Yeah. I had to give that yeah. up. You've got to make sacrifices, unfortunately. Yeah. Don't play football, so therefore, I don't go out on a Saturday night now and stay out all night. Yeah. This is not... So what replaces that? And if both Gym Plus Coffee doing those initiatives, you, you get home on a Wednesday night and you think, oh, I can actually meet these guys, and you are, you're going to make yourself healthier, fitter, but also meet people. Meet people, and yeah, that's... I love that. And, and I think... I, I'm I'm the same. I, 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 I do drink alcohol, but I certainly don't drink every weekend or as much as I used to. And it's, yeah, I think also for me as a woman, it's a little bit different because we can meet for coffees. It's, it's I think Irish and, and English boys didn't necessarily don't do the coffee thing. My husband's French, he often meets his friends <laughs> for coffees and that's our dinner and, mm. you know, they can, it's just in our, you know, Irish, English culture, you know, the drink and the chats um, go hand in hand for men anyway. So I think, and I think the fact that Jim Plus Coffee is run by three boys is, is a brilliant thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and the, the popularity of that and other things like you know the lululemon stuff as well like they all they do those uh free community stretches and mm. and the sunday morning stretches and all that they're they are brilliant you know it's it's like people want to wake up early mm. and stretch and move and run and that is great like there's mm-hmm. things are changing it's not all about the the drinking on a saturday night and dying in bed on sunday mm-hmm. and, and there's look there's space for both you Different, know yeah there's space for both i i was out a couple of weekends ago drinking gin with the girls till the wee air in the morning you know and wasn't too happy on sunday but you know and, and like it just goes hand in hand i think you know often we can get a little bit overly you know, I feel as a yogi sometimes, God, really, should I? Should I be drinking? Should I be doing this? And and then I have to just look and say, okay, what's right for me? And what's good for me? And what makes me feel good? What makes me feel connected? So, you know, alcohol every weekend certainly doesn't make me feel connected. But nights out with my girls from time to time, time to time mm. does. And, you know, a couple of rosés in the south of France in August will mm. definitely make me feel connected and well. And, and I just think it's about listening to your body, listening to you, where you're at, your life, and knowing what's right for you. And I think that's key to my teachings. I think for me, it's about trying to slow the pace so that you can listen to the signs, whether they're in a physical sense in your body or whether it's the external universe saying, go in this direction this is right for you or it's you know there's signs out there for all of us i think Mm. um and if we don't slow then we can't listen and then we don't do what's right for us and then we find ourselves on a path that we're unhappy with Mm. um i remember actually rachel the yoga girl yoga mm -hmm. girl rachel Brayton. yeah yeah that um i remember watching a ted talk with her talking about she did a shot of tequila on one of instagram posts and she got hate Mm. loads of hate from mm. it people saying it's not yogi um and um and and sometimes i feel like when i was teaching last night i was thinking to myself am i teaching yoga class here or am i teaching gymnastics class i know i know right i had that and i thought i feel i had slight a bit of imposter syndrome came into me half for the class um because i thought this is gymnastics basically right but at the end of the class i did some partner work and the people were doing this kind of funny stretch together, which you can't help but kind of laugh when you do it. It's, it's hard to explain, but um, I demoed it. I said, can I have a volunteer? While well, someone came up. And, and what, what I'm trying to get at Liz is at the end of the class, um, one girl said to me, that was a beautiful class. The other one goes, that was great. Do you do any workshops? And they all chatting to each other. And they went outside and they're all chatting together. And I'm like, these are four complete strangers. Um, and it was awkward because it was quite a small turnout for a class like four people but by the end of it they were all laughing and, and one of them said to me after she goes um, I deal with things at home um, I deal I take a lot on uh, responsibility something to do with her, her personal life and to come here and have time to myself and actually breathe and laugh mm. and meet other people and, I, and then when, she, when, that, when they went away I thought well I feel good they seem to yeah. feel good so is that yoga? yeah I mean, <laughs> yoga chitas riti nirada, isn't that right? So yoga, the word, the the meaning of yoga is yoga chitas riti nirada. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Sanskrit sounds. I wouldn't know. My, my, mine's worse. <laughs> <laughs> and it means the cessation of the modifications of the mind, which means slowing that mind. The down. sensations. The of... cessation oh. of the modifications of the mind. So Ooh. the mind going 150 miles an hour, thinking about all the stuff you have to do that you should have done that you didn't do that, you know about this, that, and the other, and everything else. Hmm. 
And the whole point of yoga is to stop, or not stop it, but to create space in the mind. Obviously, to create space in the physical body as well, but to create space in the mind. Mm. So whatever way you do that, I think that's that's yoga. It's about that woman switching off from the sick parent or the, you know, the whatever. Mm. It's it's slowing that mind chatter down. I mean, mm. that's in the Bhagavad Gita. That's in the Yoga Sutras. It's it's no, it's not the Bhagavad Gita. It's the Yoga Sutras. That's in. That's yoga. But I suppose, did you ever experience that imposter syndrome? Oh my God, are you having a laugh? Like, okay, so my evil I've, twin. I've triggered you. Have we long? Have we long? No, 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 How long no. have we got? We're good. We're my good. evil twin. Yeah, we've We're got good. like 10 minutes. Yeah. So uh, I have an evil twin and her name is Elizabeth. Yeah, and her name is Elizabeth because she's a bitch. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? You'll go <laughs> beep. Uh, Oprah does that on her, so I'm fine. Does she? So, yeah. So she is the person inside my head that tells me I'm not good enough, that I'm not, I'm not, how, you can't call yourself a yogi. I mean, you can't even do a handstand and you're not a runner because your pace is very slow and you've only really done three marathons and really at the end of the day, like, I mean, that's not running. And your spinning class, nah, you just basically dance on the bike and, you know, and all, like, I mean, everything, you know, at your retreat. I was good, but like, you know, it's not that good. And you're, Kevin, Kev, why? Kev's going to ask, wait, wait, who's going to even listen to that podcast? And Kev is doing his podcast. You're not doing your podcast. You're not, you're not good enough. So it's literally this constant thing, or not constant, but there's a voice in your head. Everyone has that voice. It's the voice of doubt, the voice of fear, the voice of whatever. Um, so yes, I have imposter syndrome. I'm getting way, way better at it. Um, I went on a retreat last October where my phone was taken away from me for four full days. So I had absolutely no contact with the outside world for four days. It was an amazing thing called the Collective Europe and it was just tech free. Um, so it doesn't, my phone was taken away from me. No, it was just tech free. So I couldn't speak to my, my crutches, like my mum, my folks, my, my friends, my husband. Um, I couldn't scroll through Instagram and just not be bored. So I was bored. I was left alone with my thoughts and I realised, whoa, okay, there's lots of stuff going on in here. So... I did some work on myself. I, I, I what, does yeah. that, what does that mean? As in, I, I tried to understand what the, that voice, why that voice was so strong, why I had so much self doubt. You kind of, you kind of meditated for one. Meditated, of read, spoke to people, okay. like lots of lots of healing. Um, I go to a girl who does like reflexology, and there's, you know, we talk a lot, so it's like therapy, I guess. And there was nothing specifically major going on. It was just. Being so on all the time meant that I, I wasn't weak, I wasn't connecting with what was going on inside. And that space away from my phone, that space away from your crutches, whatever they are. And they're good things. You know, you're, you know, your partner, your friends, and you know, when you're feeling low, you ring your mom. When you're feeling low, you ring your hope, your friend, whatever. And but you you're very, very left alone to just figure through, figure out and work through the emotions. And I was for those four days and I realized, okay, I need to do that more often because that's important. It's important not to just push those emotions down. Yeah. And so as a result, I've been working on that all year. And so I've imposter syndrome. I was, you know, doing the BO events going, why do they ask me to do this? Like, who am I getting up on stage talking to 400 women about self-care when I, you know, haven't been on my yoga mat in three days. And I, you know, I was, you know, really reactive to my mom on the phone the other night. And I'm, I'm and the reason I'm on them is because I'm not, perfect and I am human and I'm able to talk to the women about like how 
imperfect I am and mm-hmm. how I work on that and how we're all in it together and that we're all good enough and we're all worthy um, and that we all need to give ourselves more time to look after ourselves and more time to to quieten the voice. So Elizabeth was like, I'd say 80% of who I was um, this time last year. She was really strong mm. and now she's probably like five ten five percent because i'm having a good run of it at the moment Mm. but i know she's there and i know she raises her ugly head and i always say this you know she's the the voice in my head that stops me from driving into a wall or you know jumping into you know a sea full of sharks but she's also the person who says you're like you're not good enough to go and teach that class so just leave that to somebody else Mm. and so it's up to me then to be able to decipher between what's good for me what's going to make me grow and make me happy ultimately and what's you know her just been a B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. You've said it now. So. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it like Close. 50 million times. So does that make sense? I know I kind of maybe went off on a tangent, yeah, but I think yeah. it's important to switch off from it all and know that like everybody struggles and that using things like healing, like therapy, like meditation, like journaling, like um, talking to your friends simply that can, you know, uh, really help. Um, uh, yeah. Mm. What um since we only have five minutes now unfortunately. I know, sorry, I have to go to teacher's spin class. <laughs> um well, we've got seven minutes. Okay. But um what's what's next for you? <gasps> okay, what's next for Big Liz? Question. Mm. Well, what's actually next for me is um I'm going away on a yoga retreat for five days, um, on my own again. Oh, oh. with no phone and I'm gonna really enjoy that. And then I'm that's in the west of Ireland. And then spending a few days with family and friends and then myself and my husband are going to South France for three weeks for our holidays. I'm switching off and not working in August for the first time ever. So from 1 to 31, I am off. For a whole month? A whole month, Kev. So with that comes a little bit of guilt, a little bit of worry, but it's like only a small bit because I've worked really, really hard this year. I've set goals and I've reached them all. And like I said earlier on, this is not to make millions. This is to have a lovely life. And so I'm, I met the goals and August is quiet naturally in all of my classes, in, in, in fitness and in, in yoga, it's, it's just a quieter month. And so it's a time I can take off. And then I have lots of jobs booked in for September, October and November. Um, and I know it's going to be busy and I owe it to my clients to be full ready to to give them everything that they deserve so august is off and then september um we'll be back to my weekly classes in little bird and samadhi and cadence for my spinning and my running some of the girls are running the half marathon in september some of them are talking about the marathon in october um i have the bo events um four weekends in a row for starting at the last weekend september right through to the end of october we're in clare cork kilkenny and galway um then i have my yoga retreat in wicklow the first weekend in november um so yeah so it's going to be busy it's going to be great i want to get a handle on my newsletter and start getting back into doing that you know fortnightly mm. um and next year marrakesh will happen again and maybe the south of france so retreat in the yes france. yeah so i'm definitely doing marrakesh next june that will be every year at the bank holiday weekend in june four days and then i'm hoping to maybe get a retreat in the south 
in October, like end mm-hmm. of September, early October 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and do more of all of the stuff that I did this year because it was a great year. So uh, more weekly classes with my yogis and my fitness people, more uh, work with Gym Plus Coffee and mm-hmm. people like them, you know, the community, Lululem and all that. Um, I'd love to rest and be happy and travel and be with my friends and family and when's your podcast on? my podcast is starting next year uh-huh. and who'll be your first guest my first guest is um actually not really sure <laughs> um oh uh, mm, get back to me i yeah there's this dude doing a brand yeah. of the podcast my my let's see you're so my first one yeah. um but yeah i am i'm going to do my podcast in 2019 Good, excellent, watch out. Um, so yeah, so it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be another good year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no point planning too much. You sound like you got a lot on the go. And, um, yeah, I'll play. Well, thanks for making time in your busy schedule for I me. wish we had another hour. I know. We'll yeah. do it again. I'm gonna. Please. What I'm going to do is I have a lot of people, like loads of guests to come and then um, the ones I really like, I'm going to bring back. Yeah. Which will be you. Well, I got to hope so. Imagine I didn't get that phone call. I'm like, oh, he hated it. Oops. What did I do? I ate too much of his peanut butter. Um, thank you, Kev. Thank you. Mm. Nice. That was fun. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that one. Next week, I have with me Mr. Josh Summers. Josh is a massive reason why I got involved in podcasting. I used to listen to his podcast, Everyday Sublime. I'm on his newsletter. I mean, if you're a yoga teacher, Josh is the personification of professionalism. He, I went to his teacher training about two months ago here in Dublin, doing my 50-hour yin, and I was blown away by how he conducts teacher trainings, the level of detail that he applies through the whole process. And what was really cool with this podcast was to get to know him on a more personal level and um, how funny he is, because he was really funny in the teacher training. So I hope you enjoy that one. I was gonna say tune in, but this isn't the radio. So you can just flick to the next episode if it's uploaded already, um, or search for episode 17 with Josh Summers. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. I say us, but it is just me. So I really appreciate it because it massively helps to get more ears, more eyes to the podcast and therefore make me inspire to do more. So thanks so much again. Have a powerful week.